1: Though it may be known as America's pastime, baseball has spread across the world. Though the MLB is trying to come back, there is still some money to be made overseas, and Greg Peterson is going worldwide to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. From the return of baseball in the States to daily KBO picks, all the bases covered on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. So here is the international king of swing.
2: Hey warm hello and welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the baseball betting podcast with myself Greg Peterson. We have got a great podcast for you today as we have Andrew Cayley. He does a great job of covering the KBO and many other things for covers. He's going to be joining me in the second segment. We're going to be taking a look at some of the matchups for the Friday morning KBO betting board. We're also going to be talking about just how he got into the KBO, some of the things that he's noticed, and maybe some long-term things that he might be noticing with regards to a fade, a way to bet, overs, unders, everything like that. So going to have a great chat with him in the second segment and in the final segment, I'm going to give Aside in total on all five games for Friday morning's KBO betting board and a little something I like to call touch them ball in the first segment as you guys know I always love being able to answer your Twitter questions as well if you ever have something that you like answered on this podcast it can pertain to the MLB KBO another foreign baseball league we might need to get into the Japanese league because well we're not getting the rosiest of news when it comes to the MLB so holding out hope but with that said we are preparing to get into Japanese baseball league form as well, so that's not necessarily the best sign in the world, but with that said, any sort of baseball slash gambling question that you have, fired into my timeline, at JarenSquarty1. If you send these via direct message, aka DM, well, letters DM to mean mean does not matter, but if you send them into the timeline, more than happy to give you guys an answer. Did not get in any today, but with that said, we did have some very entertaining games, to say the least, Thursday morning in the KBO, so let's take a look back at these, try to find some trends, and try to get to know these teams a little better.
1: What happened yesterday? Let's go around the bases and find out.
2: 11 runs were scored in the first five innings of the Kia Tigers and KT Wiz, aka Smiling Blobs game. And then from there, the bullpens actually did a very solid job. And it was our good friends of Smiling Blobs that wound up being able to get a 6-5 win in this one. Oh no, Preston Tucker was able to find it in this one. He went 3-5 at the plate. He went yard for his sixth home run of the year. And he extends his league lead when it comes to RBI to 24. So he certainly was able to do the job there. And for our good friends of Smiling Blobs, Every one of their nine starters that were in the lineup... All had a hit by the time the fifth inning started. That's something that you do not see very often. It was just scattered with a bunch of hits because nobody had a home run, but one Mel Rojas was able to get two RBI in this one. He certainly has been very solid for our good friends, the Smiling Blobs. He is hitting a 4.15 so far this year. And for KT, how about the bullpen? A bullpen that leads the KBL with six blown saves so far this year. They wind up being able to piecemeal together four innings. They don't give up as much as a single hit, so they did their job. Hung Jun So, he wound up giving up five runs over the course of five innings. And for Hun Jung Yang, a guy that was one of the best pitchers in the KBO last year, 229 ERA, 16 and eight during the 2019 season, he's struggling a little bit. Now it's a 485 ERA for the year. He gives up six runs over the course of five innings. Bullpen from there, they were able to do their job, but the damage was already done. There was no damage done by the Hanwha Eagles in front of a crowd that included SpongeBob SquarePants, Biglet, Pretty much the entire Pokemon family and the bear from Ted. They wind up getting shut out by the LG Twins by a count of three to zero. I'm for LG. They are wondering why they didn't get more runs up on the board, as they were able to get 13 hits in this game, but they weren't really able to get that deep shot in this game. Roberto Ramos was able to get a hit. He has been very solid for the team, and Min Sung Kim is coming along for the ride. He won 3 of 4 in this one. He's now hitting a little bit above a 300 for LG, and for Anwa, they were able to get a solid performance out of their bullpen. And combined 3 innings, they don't give up as much of a single run, and Warwick Sappled, he did everything that he could to keep Anwa in this game. He gave up 12 hits over the course of 6 innings, but only three runs, did not give up a single walk, and then Casey Kelly, he was a man that bent but did not break, gave up three walks, four hits, but to make up for that, he had ten strikeouts, did not give up a single run, bullpen for there for LG, they were terrific. Three innings, they don't give up a single walk, just one hit, they get three punch outs of their own, and they're able to get the shutout win. The Tucson Bears seem to be coming back to earth when it comes to their offense. This is the third straight game that neither they nor their opponent were able to reach double digits in the previous four games, that had happened. And all four times so this has certainly been a streaky team and they wind up losing to the SK Wyverns by a count of 6-1 and this was surprising as Gene Wook Lee, a guy that was actually retired from the KBO as of like late 2018. He had not played in the KBO in 2018 or 2019. He gets his first career start and what does he do? five and a third innings, giving up just one run, surrenders, one walk, and the bullpen from there for SK, they were very solid. They wind up going three and two-thirds innings. They don't give up as much as a single hit, and for the Doosan Bears, they need to get a little bit more around Jose Miguel Fernandez. He wound up going one of four in this game. This is someone that's hitting a 470, but as we know, JLO has been out of the full for this team. He wound up making a pinch hitting appearance, so that is something that you do want to know for this team, and Hungren Lee, he is a guy that was actually very solid for Dusan towards the latter half of the 2019 season. He's trying to acclimate himself into the offense, so it's going to be fascinating to see if Dusan is able to get right as they wind up losing that game and for SK. The big news for them is the fact that they were able to get a lot of balance, in the lineup in this one. They weren't able to get that deep ball, but they had a combined 11 hits as a team. That's big considering they've been dealing with some injuries in the lineup as well. A team that has really not been dealing with a lot of injuries, that'd be the Lotte Giants. They just haven't been able to get runs up on the board, and that continued against Samsung by a count of 3-1. to one. If you saw this game on ESPN, it was just a comedy of issues for Lotte. They thought they had a three-run home run in the first inning for Ho Lee. It went under review. It got taken off the board. As a result, they left the bases loaded in the first inning. They leave the bases loaded in the second inning, and in the third inning, they get men on second and third and they don't get anyone across. This coming against Yun Dong Hiao who is making his first career start 18-year-old that was pitching in a state tournament last year. He leaves the bases loaded twice. And both times, there was just one out when the bases were loaded. He leaves men on second and third. Goes five innings. Doesn't give up a single run. Gotta tip your hat to him. And Samson, a team that seven days ago had the top bullpen in the KBO, they were solid in this one. They go a combined four innings, giving up just one run. And this was the first start for Adrian Samson. It looked like there was going to be a pitch count of 50 on him. He gave up one run when he reached that pitch count of 50. The Lotte Giants left him out there a little bit longer. He gave up a second run, and the bullpen from there, it was pretty solid for the Lotte Giants. Five and two-thirds innings, they give up just one run, but they just weren't able to get that big hit, and of note, Tyler Saladino, he winds up getting hit in this one, and that improves his batting average to 170. And a team that was actually getting an addition by subtraction, that'd be boom. They wound up having Taylor Motter not in the fold in this one. As a result, they were able to score six runs, but the problem is they gave up nine runs to the NC Dino in a game which, Bullpen pitching was out at a premium. The Dinos continue to roll by a kind of 96. This is a team that has now 17 and 3. And for the Dinos, they wound up being able to get a pair of home runs off the bat of Sung Bum Na. This is someone that someday is probably going to be playing in the MLB he now has six home runs so far this year at four all of last year. He was badly banged up, so that does need to be of note, but he certainly was able to do his part. E.G. Yang, he's someone that has missed a little bit of time with NC so far this year due to a hamstring injury. He was back in the fold on Thursday morning as well. He winds up going yard. And for NC, you do have to applaud the efforts of the bullpen in this one as Younggu Kim, he only goes two innings He gives up four runs, all of which were in bullpen from there. They're able to hold down the fort for seven innings, giving up two runs at Kiwoom, They had to really dive into their bullpen as six different bullpen arms wound up pitching in this one as Dayeon Jung. He was only able to give the team two and two thirds innings. He gives up three runs all of which were earned. Bullpen from there, they wind up giving up a grand total of six runs, all of which were earned. So that is what we all noticed from the KDL with regards to Thursday morning's games. Now let's take a look forward to Friday morning's games. Things that might be of intrigue and some things that we might want to look at long term when it comes to the KBO. Andrew Cayley, he does a great job of being able to look at the KBO and so much more for covers, is going to be joining me to discuss that and so much more. And then it's on the other side, right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson.
1: Greg is calling it a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. And we are back
2: here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. It is great to have on our next guest. He does a great job of covering a variety of different things for Covers. He, much like myself, has been doing a great job of rolling with the punches. And you can follow him on Twitter at Covers underscore Kaylee, as it is Andrew Kaylee, joining me right here on the podcast. He is a man that does terrific work when it comes to typically the MLB, but much like myself, he has went to the KBO side of things. And I know that he is a lover of Toronto sports teams as well. And
0: Andrew, it is great to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And like you said, we're just getting baseball anywhere we can get it right now, I think. So ABO has been an adjustment for sure, but it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, it's baseball.
2: Oh, absolutely. We are just trying our best to hold down the fort until some of the other North American sports leagues come back. We've gotten some good news with the NHL. Not so great news with regards to the MLB, but I will say this. If nothing else, the KBO has been a lot of fun to watch these first couple weeks. Very unpredictable and hard to follow, but it has been very hard to watch. What has been your biggest takeaway so far? Because for me, it is the fact that none of these games are ever done. You think that a team is going to salt the game away. They're up like 5-1 to one going into the seventh inning, and then boom bullpen implosion we saw a lot of this in the MLB last year and I feel like
0: this is sort of like the 2019 MLB bullpen sort of on steroids in the KBO I couldn't agree more there's nothing more uncomfortable than having any sort of bet come down to the last three innings in this league and where I am I'm on like the east east coast of Canada so we're in the Atlantic time zone. so I wake up and by the time I get to my computer and stuff I'm at about the seventh inning, so I always get to wake up and have a sweat every morning. (laughs) It's been really interesting, but yeah, no lead feels safe. It feels like no team has a very good closer. Some of the starters have been reliable at this point. We're starting to get a feel for some of which starters are good and which starters are bad and which teams can hit and which teams cannot. Just like regular baseball, once we've started to collect some data, you can start to bear some fruit from that data. For me as well, I've just kept the mindset of, this is still baseball. I am going to you Look at the numbers. I love whips with starting pitchers. I love slight underdogs at home. I love run line favorites on the road. (laughs) Like all the basic things I've tried to keep in place. I've tried to basically try to keep the basics for baseball in place while making these plays. Yeah, it certainly
2: has been interesting. And one thing that we know with regards to KBO is that these games are being played without fans. So sort of what I've been doing is I take a look at some of the different ballpark dimensions because I know that a lot of people have been saying that when it comes to Samsung, They do have a little bit more of a hitter-friendly ballpark. The air is a little bit thinner, so I sort of adjust for that a little bit, much like you would a ballpark that plays a little bit more hitter-friendly. But I really don't award anything to the home team or the road team because – We've seen the biggest home field advantages out there. The NC Dinos had cardboard cutouts, and the Anwa Eagles, for some reason, have the Pokemon family and Spongebob in the stands. The Pokemon.
0: <laughs> yes, it was great. It was great to see Snorlax cheering on the Eagles the other night. He wanted a hot dog. <laughs> he wanted it. <laughs> oh, man. It's, true it's not the traditional home and away advantage, but in terms of the betting numbers, they've kind of skewed that way a little bit. So I've tended to keep those in mind when making these plays. We do have Andrew Cayley joining me right here on the podcast. And Andrew, I do think that we've got some very
2: intriguing games that are going to be coming up for Friday morning. It's always weird to say that because it is 5.30 a.m. Eastern, but we know that the Nissan Bears have been a very high-powered team, but we've actually seen them play quite a few unders so far this week. They've got Raul Acantra going to the mound against a Lotte team that, let's face it, They just have not been putting up runs to save the least. We remember what happened in their game. I guess you could call it Thursday morning. Basis loaded in the first. Basis loaded in the second. Men on second and third in the third inning against an 18-year-old. No runs up on the board. And as a result, you're finding Dusan as right around a $2 favorite. How do you get just one? Because the total on this game is right in the neighborhood of 10.5 and 11, depending on where you look. And I think that this is perhaps one of the more interesting totals
0: on the board because we do know that Dusan's a little bit banged up as well. Banged up and gut reaction at this point, if you've been following along, has been better a bear's over because they've been hitting well and their pitching has been pretty terrible. They're one of these teams that we've been talking about None of their leads are safe. That bullpen comes in and you're just biting your nails the whole rest of the time. But this is one of these run line ones I'm going to lead towards just because of the opponent. The Giants are starting. I don't want to try to start pronouncing Korean names. King Young No, but I believe is the name. And a lot of these elder pitchers seem to have whips that you're not really used to in the MLB. Usually if you see a guy with a whip this big, they're in the minor leagues. But it's one seven three. So with Alcantara for the Bears, I think they kind of bounce back a bit, and I would lean towards the run line here. I don't like the value on the money line.
2: Yeah, this is certainly going to be a interesting game to say the least. Lotte has actually had some decent pitching so far this year, but it has been very hit or miss. They either give up like ten plus runs, or they give up two. There really hasn't been a whole lot of in between. What has been very consistent, and we haven't seen too many consistencies in the KBO, but it's been the Wyverns losing every game. And it's been the NC Dinos winning every game. And NC, massive favorite in this one. They're going to be going up against a Samsung team that they're going to be trotting out there. debut Kim, he's been okay, right around a 4 ERA, but they're trotting out their, their foreign born pitcher, Drew Rusinski. He has been absolutely terrific over his last 14 innings. He's given up two runs. He's done a nice job of keeping the ball in the ballpark. He's only given up a home run in one out of his last four starts. Gave up two home runs in that start against K-team, but by and large, he has been solid. What do you make out of this one? Because I do think that this is a spot in which, at some point, the Dinos are going to hit a skid I just don't think it's going to be happening quite yet. I
0: agree with you all the time. I have to agree too, especially with the league that you know so little about. What we do know at this point is the Dinos look like the best team in the league in 2020. And like you said, they have a solid import starter on the mound and the lions, they did come off some good games here this past week, but now they're going up against a much tougher competition in the Dinos and that lineup. Well, not the best in the league They're They're kind of solid up and down and their average with runners and scoring position has been excellent this year. And it just seems like another one. They've been the one team. They came back and covered a run line this morning. A couple, I think they hit a three-run home run and a two-run home run after the seventh inning. There's one of these never-say-die teams. They've been one of the more fun teams to watch. I would probably side with the Dinos winning by a couple of runs again here.
2: And this is going to be a spot in which you've got to think that they're going to want Ritsky to go pretty far because they did have to dive into their bullpen quite a bit as Younggu Kim only gave NC. Two innings, I guess you could call it this morning. So weird to say it. One other thing that I think is so fascinating is that I think that the foreign born position players have as much control over these games as any players out there because we know Tucson. Jose B. Fernandez is a guy that's hitting nearly 500. We've seen Roberto Ramos right now leading the KBO in home runs. Mel Rojas is hitting above a 400. The big reason why SK is struggling is because Jamie Romack has not gotten his stuff together and for Key Womb. Oh my gosh. Taylor Motter is hitting a 25. They removed him from the lineup for Thursday morning. And wouldn't you know it, Key gets six runs off the, up on the board after they were struggling on offense the last couple games. And I think that this is something that you really do want to note. The team that has a better foreign-born player, they have really been able to excel. Aside from really the NC Dinos, I would consider Aaron Altair, a.k.a. a man that I've called on this podcast, Aaron Alterable, to be a below average foreign-born player. But NC is just loaded all around him and is right now in the lead in the KBO in
0: regards to fewest runs per game. Allowed. It's three players per team. It really shows if you are missing on one of these players. And like you said, Jose Fernandez has been for the Bears, like incredible. I know it's the KBO, but anyone who can hit almost 500 in any baseball league, like of any level, that's pretty impressive. I would love to watch him play in person. Maybe he'll get a contract here stateside soon enough.
2: And I think that he needs to play on the road in Hanwha pretty soon. I think that Snorlax wants to be his number one fan. So <laughs> there is that going on as well. And I do think that we really do have an interesting slate of games for Friday morning. We do have a couple other foreign-born pitchers. Aaron Brooks, we remember him from his time with the Oakland A's along with the Baltimore Orioles last season. He is going to be going for the Kia Tigers. I think that that's going to be of intrigue. What else really catches your eye with regards to Friday morning's games? Because I do feel like we see some – Bigger spreads out there. But I do think that the Hanwha versus SK game is of intrigue because these two teams, they really have been struggling. But Minwoo Kim has been doing a solid job for the Eagles so far this year, right around a 225 ERA. And he's going to be facing off against... Taehoon
0: Kim of SK, who's really been their top pitcher so far this year with a sub-3 ERA. It's been really interesting because he's basically just become a starter this year. He was a reliever for most of his KBO career, from what I can research. He's been really impressive. They should have the edge in this matchup. I think the total came out around 8.5, and and that's kind of what I'd expect. That's about the lowest total you get in the KBO right now. These teams, the Eagles and Wyverns, are averaging just 3.5, and 3.7 runs per game, respectively. So unders, they have to hit sometimes. (laughs) It seems that every time I pick an under, it goes over. So (laughs) maybe fade me on this one, but I've seen the total bump up to nine here. So I like that number as high enough to side with the under with those offenses struggling and the good pitching.
2: Yeah, this is something that opened up between 8 and and 8.5. It is up to 9, so you certainly are seeing a little bit of a bump there. And is there anything long-term when it comes to the KBO that you might be looking at? I mentioned it. I think at some point the NC Dinos are going to hit a skid. I don't think that that's going to be quite yet, but when they do, I do think that there is going to be quite a bit of money to be made because they're probably going to be north of minus 175 favorites and so many of their games moving forward. Yeah, I think that SK at some point – they're going to be able to bust out of this funk. They're four and 16. I don't know if that starts tonight. I'm going to be on Hanwha personally with the plus price. And one other thing I'm probably going to be looking at too. You just mentioned unders. I do think that the bookmakers are adjusting because we remember at the beginning of the year, a lot of these totals, they were in between eight and a half and nine and a half. If you saw a 10, that was pretty high. If you saw something below eight and a half, that was pretty
0: low. Now we're seeing more extremes when it comes to these totals. Yeah, that is for sure. Something else I'm looking at too. I kind of like the way LG is playing. They're in second place in the league right now but in the futures market they're still not getting a whole lot of respect out there at some places i've seen them as the fifth and sixth favorite to win the series i know that's a long way away but i really like the way they've played they've got some very solid import starters as well and yeah like lg right now and any team with solid pitching and so lg is ranked third in team era as well so that is the type of thing that i find sustainable And I like that moving forward.
2: Andrew, one thing that is withstanding, that would be the fact that you are doing some absolutely tremendous work when it comes to covers. So we'd like to close it up with this. Let the good people at home know just what you're working on, how you got into the KBO, and
0: where they're able to find you on social media. You can find me on social media. I am mostly on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee. And I got into KBO because, <laughs> like everyone else, there's not much out there for sports. And I'm a huge baseball junkie. And luckily for us in the office, we have a guy, Brandon DeBray, who used to cover the cpbl in taiwan like he lived in taiwan and covered the league creating an english blog when there was no english coverage out there so he kind of got us into these asian leagues before it was cool so it's been a lot of fun to kind of get involved in it and just have some sports to bet on
2: oh absolutely i am right there with you it has been a little bit of a dry period to say the least in regards to north american sports we've got the nhl soon to come back NBA, MLB, all these things—they are trying to come back. We don't know at this point, but we certainly do have KBO baseball, and Andrew Kayley is doing a great job of keeping up with it. So, big thanks, to Andrew, for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast. Coming up next, it is that time of the podcast, which I give you a signed total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we touch them all.
1: Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start, and now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion.
2: And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. A big thanks to Andrew Cayley of Covers for joining me in the last segment, and now it is that time of the podcast in which I give you a side of total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we all. Touch them all.
1: If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it. So it is time to touch them all.
2: Do note that any changes are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at grs 41. I'll give the normal disclaimer that unlike a major league baseball betting, the only place I've seen that you can really go pitcher dependent when it goes to these KBO games is is pinnacle at all the other places. You're really betting on the team and the team only. So let's say that you back our good friends of Smiling Blobs. The Smiling Blobs decide that they're going to throw out their overweight catcher X as their pitcher. Well, unfortunately, you're still stuck with the Smiling Blobs. So do you want to throw that out there? And as per usual, we are going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order. This begins with 304 631, 304 632. The SK Wyverns are going to be playing host to the Henwa Eagles. The Eagles are finding themselves anywhere between plus 110 and plus 115 Underdogs, Wyverns, anywhere between minus 130 and minus 135. If you are looking at the total, it is 9. Over is anywhere between even a minus 110. The under is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 120. As we mentioned a little bit earlier, we are going to get two of the better Korean-born pitchers that are going to be going in this one. Minwoo Kim is going to be going for Hanwha. Meanwhile, Taeyun Kim is going to be going for SKM. Both these guys have an ERA below 3 so far this year. With Mr. Kim, he is a little bit of a converted starter, so I do have to think that perhaps he might be running out of gas a little bit. He's went 19 innings in his three starts so far this year, and he did get a little bit more roughed up in his last start against Kia. You wound up going six innings, giving up four runs, all of which were earned. Prior to that, he had been doing a good job of keeping the ball in the yard, but here's something that's been a constant for SK and their starter. Three walks in each out of his first three starts, so location has certainly been an issue, and Minwoo Kim of Hanwha, he's been doing a very solid job of being able to hold down the fort when it comes to not giving up a lot of hard contact, plus strikeouts in all three of his last three starts five plus strikeouts in all four of his starts so far this year, but I will say this, in each out of his last three starts, he has given up at least three walks as well, so that no doubt is going to be a little bit of an issue, and I think it's going to catch up with both of these pitchers, because with the Eagles and also the Wyverns, they are missing a little bit of power. These teams have been a little bit banged up, and you got to think that at some point, Jared Hoing is going to be able to get it going for a hand while he's hitting at 217. Last year, he had 18 home runs. So far, he's got one, and Jamie Romack, he was actually one of the top players in the KBO when it comes to all-star voting last year. He had 29 home runs, was hitting right around 275. He's only got, I believe, two home runs so far this year. So there no doubt has been a little bit of an issue. But what is encouraging is that when it comes to the Hanwha Eagles, they are very balanced when it comes to their lineup. Pretty much everyone in the lineup is hitting at least at 200. We've seen a little bit of a disparity when it comes to SK, but in their game against Tucson yesterday, they were doing a very good job of having some balanced hitting. And what I do think is also encouraging for SK is the fact that they have been able to get between three and four runs in four out of their last five games. So they certainly have been doing a solid job with that regard. With while they certainly had a bad series when they wound up going up against the LG Twins. But as we know, the Twins, they've got some very solid pitching. I do think that the Eagles are going to be able to get up off the mat in this one. I do think that they're going to be able to get it done. I think that perhaps having Snorlax in the sands was a little bit of a bad omen. You can tell that he was angry. It got into the mindset of the Eagles. So we are going to back them on the road. We might need to fade them whenever Snorlax is in the sands. Certainly a big betting note there, buddy in all honesty, I do think that the Hanwha Eagles are going to be able to get the job done. I think that with the balance hitting of both these teams, I think that with both these pitchers giving up as many walks as they do, we are going to see a couple runs. So we're going to be taking this total over and we are going to be taking the plus price here with the Eagles. We move on to 304 304.634. 304-634. The Kiwo Heroes are going to be playing us to the KT Wiz, aka the KT Smiling Blobs. Our good friends the Smiling Blobs are finding themselves as quite a hefty underdog. Going to be able to find them as high as plus 175, as low as plus 167. With the Kiwoom Heroes, you're going to be finding them anywhere in the neighborhood of as low as minus 190. Might find them as high as minus 215. And your total on this game it is ranging in between 10 and 10 and a half. When it comes to the 10, the over has juice of minus 120. The under is even. When it comes to the 10 and a half, it's a little bit all over the place. The over is anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110. Meanwhile, the under is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. Going for our good friends. The Smiling Blobs, it is going to be Min Kim and Eric Jokic is going to be going for Kiwoom. And Jokic has been just absolutely superb so far this year. He's made four starts. He's given up two runs or fewer in every one of those starts. And what we like about this guy, he's given up a grand total of four walks and four starts. So he's got great command there. Not necessarily a big swing and miss guy. He's going to pitch you a little bit of contact. And we know this, with the Smiling Blobs, they have been doing an okay job of being able to get on base. But they are missing a couple pieces with regards to their lineup. And as a result, we have seen a little bit of a dip with their scoring. They have been able to put up a couple five spots. They also had six yesterday. But I think that missing their cleanup hitter is something that is going to be of note. Because now Mel Rojas has to do a little bit more of everything. He's above 400 for the year. But I do think that that is something that is going to tail off. And something that we've noticed with KT as well is Taegun Oh. He is right now hitting in the ninth spot for the team. He is hitting just a buck 36. He had two hits yesterday. And then you got Sing Moon. He's hitting a 375 right now. He had a 200 last year. I think that we're going to see a little bit of regression with that regard. And then when you take a look at the flip side for Kiwoom, this is a team that's actually better whenever they bench Taylor Motter. They had Taylor Motter out of the fold yesterday. Guy that's hitting like a buck 15. It's absolutely ridiculous. And as a result, even though they didn't win the game yesterday against the NC Dinos, they were certainly able to put up some runs. Every player in the lineup for Kiwoom got a hit yesterday, as a matter of fact. And Byungo Park seems to be coming around with his average. He led the KBO in home runs last year with 33. He's got five so far this year. Seems like he He's starting to heat up. Kyung Sal. he's someone that I'm keeping my eye on. He hit a 300 last year. He's hitting a 317 so far this year. Got off to a little bit of a rough start, but two multi-hit games in a row has certainly been able to kickstart things for him. And then when you take a look at this Heroes team, the bottom of the lineup at the beginning of the year was not necessarily performing. They have been able to spring into action the last couple games. I do think that that's going to be big. And with Ki-Woo, they did wind up using quite a few of their bullpen arms yesterday, but I do think that they're going to be able to get six plus innings out of Jokic in this spot. And with KT, after blowing six saves to begin the year, they've done some retooling with the bullpen. I do think that that is something that's going to be big, but I think that Kim, a guy that has been a little bit hit or miss for this team, is going to wind up giving up some runs. This is someone that currently has a 632 ERA. He's just 21 years old. He's coming into his own. I do think that this is a spot in which he gives up right around three or four runs. I think the Smiling Blobs bullpen gives up a few more, but I think that we are going to get another good start out of Jokic. So for that reason, we're going to be taking the under and I'm going to be looking at the run line here with Kiwoom. When you're taking a look at the Kiwoom run line, it is anywhere between I would say about even juice and minus 110. If you're able to find even juice or if you get really lucky with a plus price, certainly going to be all aboard. You don't want to be laying like minus 130 or anything like that but you should be able to get something reasonable there so that's where we're looking on this game. 304-635. 304-636 is next as the Kia Tigers are going to be playing OCLG Twins. The Twins are finding themselves the underdog in the spot. They are anywhere between plus 125 and plus 135. Actually seeing a plus 145 popping up there at five times as well. So you certainly are finding a plus price out there. Meanwhile, with Kia, anywhere between minus 145 and minus 165. And your total on this game, it is 9.5. Juice is going to vary. Over is anywhere between minus 110 and plus 105. Meanwhile, the under, that is going to be anywhere between minus 125 and minus 110. So you certainly do want to be shopping accordingly for the Kia Tigers. It is going to be Aaron Brooks taking the hill. Wu Chen Cha is going to be going for LG. And Mr. Cha has been doing this cha-cha-cha to raising his ERA so far this year. It is at a 6. He has made 4 starts and the big thing for him is that he's given up 4 home runs and 7 walks over the course of 21 innings. That is what we call not good. He had a very good start to begin the year against Tucson and ever since then, he has given up 4 plus earned runs in every one of his starts ever since then. He's given up 2 plus walks and 4 out of his last 5 starts as well so he certainly has not necessarily had the best command, but then when you take a look at the other side for Aaron Brooks, this is someone that does a good job of being a pitch of contact and he's been absolutely terrific of not giving up free passes. He's given up three walks in a little bit over 24 innings so far this year. He certainly is going to give up a couple of hits, but at the same time, he does a nice job of keeping the ball in the yard. Has given up just one home run so far this year, and that was his MO when he was out there in the MLB as well. So, he certainly has held constant, and with being in the KBO, he's able to get more strikeouts than he was able to at the MLB level as well. And then when you take a look at this Kia team, Preston Tucker right now leading the KBO in RBI. Six home runs, 24 RBI. He's hitting a 365 Question is, who's all going to be able to step up around him? It does feel like some of these other guys, like a G1 Nah, are a little bit hit or miss. And with Nah, he has been absolutely terrific this year. He had a 186 last year, 329 so far this year with four home runs. He had six all last season. I just don't know if it's sustainable. He has been just a little bit all over the place with that regard. Channel Park is one of the quickest guys that you're going to find out there in the KBO. And no, not the former Dodgers pitcher, the actual Kia Tigers player. But this is someone that had 39 stolen bases Last year. He's hitting right around at 270. I do like his wheels. And then when you take a look at the flip side for LG, you've got to note Roberto Ramos and the fact that he is leading the KBO on home runs. He's got nine so far this year. You've got to like that. Lee Sung Che, he has been able to step up as well. He's hitting a 300. He's been able to give the team a trio of home runs. So he certainly has been back in full force. The big thing with LG is being able to get a little bit of a better performance at the bottom of the lineup g 10 is a guy that's hitting a 212. They're 8-hole hitter, he's hitting right around a 175. And then you have Min Sung Kim. I don't know what to make out of him right now because he hit a 260 last year. He's up there in years at 31. He's hitting a 316 so far this year, but he has as many home runs as Greg Peterson, and he's more towards the 5 spot. So that is something very interesting. I do think that LG's bullpen is going to be solid, but I think that Aaron Brooks is going to give a better start than Mr. Cha. As a result, I'm going to be going with the under in the spot, and I'm going to be trusting in Aaron Brooks. So we are going to be laying it here with the Tigers. We move on to 304-637, 304-638. The Samsung Lions are going to be playing NC Dinos. Dinos are by far the biggest favorite that you're gonna be finding on the board. The lowest that you're really able to find for the dinos right now is right in the neighborhood of about uh 240 to a 250. That makes Samsung between $2 if you get really lucky, right around a 215 ish. So it all depends on the juice that is being provided by your book. And the total on this game, it is anywhere between 9.5 and 10. With the 9.5, the over is juice at minus 120, the under is even. And then when you're taking a look at the 10, the over and under are both at minus 110. Drew Rusinski is gonna be taking them out for the the NC Dinos. Meanwhile, Daewoo Kim is going to be going for Samsung, and Mr. Kim has been actually solid for Samsung. 409 ERA so far this year. He is a little bit more of a believer, so this might be a bit of a bullpen game for Samsung. They are down two starters. Ben Lively has been banged up all year long, and then they lost one of their Korean-born starters as well, so that certainly has been a little bit of an issue for Samsung, but I will say this. In the last time that he took the mound, Mr. Kim went four innings. He wound up only giving up two runs against Doosan. Now, they were both home runs, so that certainly is is a little bit of something of note, but this is a guy that he's able to do a good job of getting strikeouts. The big key is... He has given up a lot of walks. And I do have a feeling that Samsung, even though their bullpen is solid, they're probably going to need to get 5-plus solid innings out of that bullpen. You typically notice that when a team gets to like the seven, eight, nine hitters, they tail off a little bit. That is not the case with the NC Dinos. You've got Aaron Altair, a.k.a. Aaron Altairable, hitting in the number 7 spot for this team. Even a guy like a Jim Huck, no. He's the 8-hitter for NC. He's hitting at 275 so far this year, and he's got 3 home runs. I mean, this is a team that they come at you in waves. Bum Na has been absolutely terrific. 333 average. Six home runs this year after he was banged up last year and hit just four of them. He is playing some of his best baseball of his career. Minwoo Park does a nice job of being able to get on as well. Now, I will say this with NC. This is a team in which their bullpen is going to be a little bit taxed. They wound up having to get seven innings out of that bullpen yesterday. I do think that Rusinski, though, he is going to be able to hold down the sport. He is someone with a 249 ERA. He has made four starts for the team so far this year, and he's been averaging right in the neighborhood of about six or so innings per start. He has went at least five and a third innings in every one of the starts so far this year. So I do think that he's going to be able to give some length. I don't think he's going to be able to give a complete game. So as a result, I do think that Samsung is going to be able to put up a couple runs. But I think that this is a case of which the bullpen game for Samsung, it's going to wear on them. The Dinos, they just seem to always get teams in the final couple innings. I think that that's going to be the case once again. We're going to be taking a look at the run line here with the NC Dinos. Now this is going to be a little bit chalky. At a lot of places, you're going to be finding it anywhere between minus 140 and minus 150, but I do think that this should be able to come through, and we're going to be taking this total over as well, and we move on to our final game. That would be 304 304.640. 304 The Lotte Giants are going to be hitting the road to face off against the Doosan Bears. The Doosan Bears are also finding themselves as a pretty substantial favorite. You're going to be finding them at a lot of books, anywhere between minus $2 and minus two ten. Meanwhile, if you take a look at the Lotte Giants, they're going to be anywhere between plus 170 and plus 180, and the total on this game is anywhere between 10.5 and 11. If you're taking to look at the 10 and a half Over is just a minus 120. The under is even. If you are finding an 11, over is even and the under is minus 120. Going for the Son Bears is going to be Raul Alcantra. Meanwhile, Kian In-No is going to be taking the mound for the Lotte Giants and Mr. No has been Mr. Yes when it comes to getting wins. 1-0 and 0 record. So, that is very solid, but I will say this. He has won 15 innings so far this year. The walks have been a little bit of an issue. Four walks and in 15 innings. You would like to see that a little bit lower and he certainly does pitch to contact. 22 hits in those 15 innings as well, so he's got a whip that's hovering right in the neighborhood of about a buck 50. And the last time he took the mound against Kiwoom, he went four innings, giving up four runs, all of which were earned. He certainly was touched up in that spot. With Lote, they do have a bullpen that got taxed yesterday because they wound up having to throw out their Adrian Sampson. He was supposed to have a pitch count of 50, he went to 59, but still the bullpen had to get five plus innings in that regard. So that is something of note. And with Tucson, they have been struggling in recent days. They are dealing with some injuries when it comes the lineup, but what is very encouraging is that ALO, one of those power hitters that has been banged up for the team, he wound up making a pinch hitting appearance for the team yesterday. He's hitting a 377 for the year, hit 21 home runs last year with over 100 RBI, so he's certainly able to give a little bit of pop to the bat. Jose Miguel Fernandez is someone that has been very solid for the team this year. You gotta think that some regression is gonna set in, but a 470 batting average, and while I talk about regression for him, we are seeing progression with Su Bin Jung. This is someone that has been able to get it going recently. He has had at least a hit in now seven of the team's last eight games, so that is something that you do like to see with him. He's got some of the best wheels that you're going to find out there in the KBO. He had 26 stolen bases last year, and with Tucson, this is a bunch that they have been struggling a little bit more towards the bottom of the lineup, but they certainly do have that firepower. I do have to also have my questions with regards to Lote and sort of their offense. They wind up not being able to capitalize yesterday. Had the bases loaded twice in the first two innings with one out, they were unable to get any runs Men on second and third. They weren't able to cash in there, but Dale Lee has been very good at being able to get on base. 360 batting average. He's sort of like the Miguel Cabrera of the KBO. He used to be a great power hitter. Has just one home run so far this year. It looked like he had his second yesterday, but that went to review and the review did not wind up holding up, but Cheong An is someone that I think is going to be able to pick it up as well. He had 315 last year while he was with Kia. Not necessarily a power hitter. He had just five home runs last year, but with that said, this is a guy that does a very good job of being able to reach base. I think that that is something that's going to improve. And Dixon Machado has just really hit the skids for this team. He's hitting a 206. Two weeks ago, this is a guy that was hitting right around a 370. He has just went as cold as the Arctic. He has a grand total of four hits over the team's last 10 games. He is out there a little bit more for his glove, but you got to think that there's going to be a little bit more there. With Tucson, we do know that they've got one of the worst bullpen ERAs out there in the KBO. I do think that this is a game that we are going to be seeing a slugfest in. I think that Mr. No is going to say no to giving a very good start to the Lotte Giants. I do think that Raul Acantra is going to give up a couple runs as well. He's got a 412 ERA so far this year. He does quite a job of pitching the contact to say the least. He does a nice job of being able to keep the ball in the yard, but with that said, he's given up 29 hits over the course of 24 innings so far this year. Does a nice job of not being able to walk batters, but I do think that is going to bust out a little bit, especially if they get into the bullpen. But I think that Dusan, they are just a sleeping giant that is going to be woken up with the fact that they are getting back some of their injured stars as well. So we are going to be taking Dusan here. I'm going to play the money line just to be safe because the Dusan Bullpen, it is a little bit all over the place. So money line with the Bears and the Soto of over. And that will wrap things up for the baseball betting podcast on this Thursday afternoon slash Friday morning. Would like to thank our guest, Andrew Cayley. He does a great job with covers of covering the KBO and so much more for joining me in the second segment. If you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you have very big questions for the podcast, fire it into my timeline at J.R.S. 41. Hopefully you're all safe healthy and doing well. And I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.